0: You're listening to the Birdie Dad Podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now, your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor.
1: Yes, let's take one big deep breath and hold it because it's dad time. And after a long day of arguing on what clothes to wear, what to eat, when to go to bed. We finally get a chance to just kick
2: back, boys. This is the Mm. Birdie
1: Dads podcast. (laughs) Trevor and Brian, how are we doing tonight?
2: Cheers, fellas. Good. Yep, good, good. Brian had a big day today. I think we should hear about that.
0: Big day. Um, Personal best accomplishment shot 79. I broke 80, boys. I did it. I love
2: it. It's nice. That's
0: a
1: huge goal. Was that
0: your goal for the year when you wrote it down, was to break 80? It was, yeah. When we, we uh, kind of talked about New Year's resolutions and what we want to get accomplished for the year, I, I said I wanted to break 80. So I wrote 79 on the board and uh, it happened today. And we're I'm, I'm not even halfway through the year yet. This is awesome. That is Mm -hmm.
1: awesome. You need to come up with a new goal because if your wife is like my wife, she would ask, Is the podcast over then? She would say, (laughs) Are you guys done? Because she asked me every week if I broke 80, and I'm like, No, not this
2: week. Sorry, honey.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Got to keep going.
2: (laughs) Well, congrats, Brian. That's awesome. I mean, uh, breaking 80 is not easy at all. So the fact that you got it this early in the season congratulations to you, but I think you should probably go for what a 72 next. Is that your next on the, on the list for the goals?
0: Sure. Yeah. Let's go all the way down there. Let's get even par. Um, yeah, not too hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is easy, easy game, easy,
1: easy easy game. Okay. What was it? Because that question comes up so much. Like, how do you break 80? What, what did you have working for you today?
0: So what I've been focusing on over the last couple of months um, is really the short game, not off the tee, not approach, um, was really chipping and putting. So I think that's what got me there. It was, uh, you know, I didn't reach greens and regulation any more than I have in the past. But when I um, did chip on, so if I was just off and I was able to chip on, I was chipping it close. So then I could one putt and it wasn't necessarily a, a 50 foot, uh, three putt. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was, it was, I think that was a game changer was, was chipping and being able to, um, get it close so that I could have a chance at a one putt. Um, and then, um, it wasn't a three putt. It was at worst a two putt. So, um, that's really helped me. I was, I was turning double bogeys into bogeys and uh, bogeys into par. And and that's what helped. It didn't didn't hurt. I, I had three birdies, so um, that <laughs> that hurt me. Nice. I don't think I've ever done that in a round. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. Did you have any double bogeys? I did. Yeah. So I was cruising along, um, and actually on seventeen, I had a double bogey. It was a par three over some water, um, but there was a bail out, bail out out to the right. I hit it um, right, and it curved um surprisingly <laughs> with a draw um into the water. So it was a yellow mm. stake. So I got to go back to our episode of what do you do and um uh, but there was no drop zone. So I had to re tee and um hit it again. Um and then I I chipped on and and did a one putt again for double bogey. But yeah, that was on seventeen. So mm. 17, I was coming in, you know, thinking so you part three good pretty round. easy. I knew I had a good, really good round going. You know, it could have been even better. So 79 could have been a um, 77 or 78 coming in. So, but yeah, it was it was pretty good.
2: So follow-up question, what was going through your head on 18T? Be honest, were you thinking, okay, I, I can't double bug you this? Or were you saying, I'm going for birdie here? What, what were you thinking?
0: So that's, uh, I was saying, Get it in the short grass. That's all you got to do off the tee. Like, it doesn't have to be 300 yards down the, the fairway. Just get in the short grass. Make sure you're in position to um, hit a good second shot. Like, don't try to be a hero and, and get... You don't need to get birdie. <laughs> like, you just yeah. need to kind of get par. So, just get on regulation and two putt. That was it. So, just hit... It was almost kind of like breaking down the, the, um, the par five. Like, knowing I was going to um you know i have to get i wasn't gonna get anything better um out of the out of my second shot like i wasn't gonna be a hero <laughs> right so mm-hmm. just get in a position where i could lay up that's that's all it was so you're so th- so three shot par a five three par, three shot par
2: five you got on and te- um, putted it out for par is that right
0: that's right. Yep.
2: Nice, I, I nice. got it.
0: Yeah, Ooh, you around. needed
1: that part. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Trevor, do you ever play and just not really, I mean, you keep score, but do you play where you're, you're knowing where you are the whole time or do you kind of cruise and see like at the end of nine or the end of 18?
2: Yeah. I'll end up, I'll end up checking at the end of nine just to kind of see kind of where I'm at. Just, you know, if I'm, if I'm not playing very well and I know what I have, I use kind of use that back nine as a goal to kind of focus myself to try to, you know, get to a certain number by the end of 18 even though I know it's not going to be my best round. So I do kind of check just to kind of make sure I, I motivate myself for the second half.
1: Yeah, Brian, obviously you you kind of had an awareness of where you were, right?
0: Yeah, I obviously did. Yeah, I mean, you're checking the scorecard, especially, you know, when it came time to 17, that par three. But um, on the front nine, I kind of break it down. It's like, you know what you have to shoot on each nine in order to shoot well. And so the front nine, you got to be kind of right around that. For me, I needed to be right around 40. Couldn't be any higher than kind of 45, right? Um, And then the back kind of gets, you know, there's some, I wouldn't say easier holes, but there's some burriable holes on the back nine. So if you're right in there, um, you're gonna, I was gonna shoot in the eighties. And so I I made the turn right at 40 and I was like, okay, you know, I have a shot. Um, And then you just kinda, I don't know, you just start feeling good. You just start swinging free. That was Mm it. (laughs)
1: Uh, One day I'll get that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) In other golf news, I wanted to share with you guys. Great story out of PGA with Michael Visaki. Did you guys watch this with Michael Mm -hmm. where he makes that putt? And and So he's facing a playoff hole, and he's up there on the green, and he drops a 20-foot birdie putt, and that putt sealed it. He takes the very last spot to compete in the Valspar Championship, and who does he call first? His dad, his dad. His dad. <laughs> it was Gosh, awesome. What a moment! So, I mean that that just if you want to just go feel good, go watch the video of Michael calling his dad. I think I saw it got viewed like twelve million times or something. So if that's not great for birdie dads, I don't know what is. Yeah, let's yeah, get him on.
2: It? Let's make a call.
1: Let's get him on the show yeah. today. He got called by Charles Schwab himself to get to compete, and he got an <laughs> exemption to play in the next event with Charles Schwab's uh, event there. And so he goes from Charles Schwab, and, yeah, he's going to call the birdie dads and say, get on the show. That's That's awesome. We got
2: some good ball markers for him, maybe. We can, he can
0: yes. we, we yes. send him some. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll reach out to Michael. Wishing him the uh, best on the course this week, you know, this upcoming event. Let's see how he does. Uh, I'm rooting for him. Hope he does really well. But in today's episode, we're going to dive into a golf app, which I love and you guys use and it's 18 birdies and no sponsorships here. No advertising. We are still logo free by choice. Thank you. And Brian, (laughs) you have been working on this app for a while and it's pretty cool option that you set up. Why don't you tell us what you set up for us to play on 18 birdies?
0: Yeah, so I found it when I was uh, putting on the tournament uh, that I do every year, and um, it's a scoring app that you can use for tournaments where you can have live leaderboards, and um, it's pretty fun kind of group. They have games on there where you can keep track of all the skins. So the, the games episode that we talked about, it has pretty much all of those games uh, on this app where you don't even think about it. You just enter people's handicaps in your foursome, keep score on the app, and then um, it Gives you all the breakouts at the end. Um, so awesome app. Um, it also gives you some you know distances and kind of GPS stuff if you if you want it for the course. Um, but what we did, guys, we we create a virtual tournament. So ult- ultimately, it's um, a tournament. Anybody can join. Uh, you get a code. And you can play whatever course you want to play uh, in all the United States. And then it factors in the slope and the rating of the course, your handicap, and you just go out and play and post your score. And then there's gross and net scoring, or you, we could do best ball if it was you know a two-man competition, things like that. But it's basically a virtual tournament where us being in three different states, we can play against each other every week.
2: Yeah, it was quite fun. Actually, I would not played anything like that. I I typically just keep my score on my scorecard. So it was a little bit more involved for me to have to plug in my, my fairways Mm -hmm. and uh, miss greens and like 80 million putts on the app. Um, But uh, no, it was fun to see kind of live, live leaderboards for you guys and see how you're playing. And uh, Brian, Brian took us down quite easily, I would say.
0: So Trevor, (laughs) how did it feel how did it feel to have us texting you after you made a double bogey? Yeah, was that 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 feel good? (laughs) So Trevor,
1: you were playing. I didn't even know you were playing. I just happened to open the app and I'm at work and I open it up and I'm like, oh wow, Trevor's like mid round right now and I'm watching your scores. It was almost like watching PGA Tour and I can I'm only seeing the numbers, but I want to know how you felt too, because I was I saw a double get posted and then I saw saw two doubles get posted in a row. And Trevor, Mm -hmm. you are a much better golfer than that. You're single digit handicap so when you hit four doubles in a row i just started letting the text fly
2: yeah no it actually it was it was it was four it was three doubles over four holes but it was sandwiched with a bogey so it wasn't a great oh, round Oh, so me, it looked like just four to clarify yeah still 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 my worst round of the year and you guys got to witness i think it was because i was a little tight just knowing you guys were live feeding me uh watching and so i was trying to mm-hmm. outperform you know i said expectations quite high but uh yeah no it was interesting i mean because i i didn't really you know i posted those two doubles and then jared kicked on and just kind of said wait a minute what's going on here like the wheels are falling <laughs> off and then i was like wait a minute i did just do two doubles and so then i you know followed up with a bogey and then the and then another double so yeah i kind of managed to kind of get three pars out of the last four holes and salvaged a, a terrible 90 but um but yeah, I know it was kind of interesting to have you guys just kind of just reading me the riot act on all those doubles while I was actually doing it. It was fun, kind of fun.
1: I've noticed now twice Brian has played and not given us the alert that he's on the on the course. So <laughs> no, I missed Brian's not. live round twice. <laughs> But I love that about this app. I can watch you guys play. And again, we're in different states. Where, and you can set up for like a week ahead. So we're playing. It's like, okay, over the next week, play your live round. And you can watch each score going in. And we all know that. We know we're we're going to follow every shot. We're going to follow the rules. Nobody's going to post ghost scores or anything. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Trevor, watching you, that was really crazy. And I did have to look because what was cool was I could see what course you were playing. And I recognized pretty quickly it was not your home course so I was looking up that course as you were playing a different, you know, a different, more difficult course. So I, I did give a little credit there that you're probably on a new new course, fast greens, out there in the desert.
2: Yeah, no, it was definitely a different course. And I was stepping in for a guy for a sixteen guy tournament actually. Um they were coming from out of town and one of the one of the guys um couldn't make it. So I stepped in and I was actually playing with Several folks I didn't know, so was, I guess that I was a little bit more nerve-wracking because I had to represent for this guy, stepping in for mm. him, who I knew, the guy that wasn't there. But, uh, yeah, it was a little more pressure, I guess, and it got to me. So, there you go.
1: Yeah, my other favorite thing, I've complained about it, is playing with, the last time I played with a big group and I didn't know how the other group was going. And at the end, the scores that reported in seemed a little bogus. What I liked about this is that it has its like built in gin, right? It's got its own mm-hmm. handicap for you. It's not an official one. You're not paying for it. It's a free app. So if you have players that you have guys that you play with like I do sometimes, that they don't they don't keep a handicap. But if they use the app over a few rounds, it's gonna give them one anyways. So mm-hmm. I think that that's a huge bonus if you especially you play with any guys that They're just not out on the course that often. They played five rounds over the past two years, and you you want to throw them in a tournament, it's going to give them at least a number to work off of. Yeah, that's a great point.
0: Go ahead, That's good. And the GPS, I mean, you can keep track of how far your clubs are going too, so it's a good way to kind of keep track of your own game, even if you're out just kind of on your own. Um, See like, all right, how far am I driving it? How far is my 7-iron going? So you can track all that stuff on the app as well. Um, What I really like about it is that, I mean, as a tournament organizer, um, is that I don't have to get a bunch of scorecards in at the end <laughs> and try to calculate, you know, who has, right. who has this score? What's, what was the net score? All that kind of stuff. Like it does it for you. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. So, um, I definitely use it for tournaments, virtual tournaments, playing with your buddies and, and just kind of getting some more metrics out of your own game.
2: And what I liked about it was, um, kind of before each T box, if you looked at your screen, it would kind of give you, Kind of an average of which way people miss the fairway, and um, it kind of predicts where there's what score would end up if you missed right versus left. Like so, it would say there's a one shot um, advantage if you go if you miss right versus left. And for me playing a course I hadn't played a lot, I was kind of helpful to know where I should kind of hash my aim a little bit in case I was off. So that was quite nice.
1: Is that in the free app or
2: you you paid for it? Right, you're a paid member with that. I actually backed out of it, so I. I think that might have okay. been the end of my no, trial. We are definitely yeah. not sponsored now. <laughs> I, mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I channeled my uh, cheap dad, Jared, but uh, yes, canceled right before I uh, started. But so maybe it was just an extension of that free one week trial. But uh, I did notice that there was um, kind of a stat tracker and kind of how to manage missed fairways.
1: Yeah, because I didn't. I haven't noticed that, and I. I mean, I've used it quite a bit, but
2: maybe I just need to look a little closer before because. Well, uh, do, when you when you um, hit your fairway and it asks, did you hit the fairway or miss it? And then did it ask you if you missed right or left, or does it just say did you hit or miss the fairway?
1: When I was using it, just at the end, when I went to enter my score, I would choose if I hit left, right, mm-hmm. center, and then if I was, you know, uh, if I had a green regulation and how many times I putted.
2: Yeah, so I filled that same stat out just live feed as I was going though. So yeah, and, and I think that's a, on the.
0: That's on the free app. And I think if you go to premium, which is a paid uh, subscription, you get the added, like I got the same trial benefit Trevor, which is, you know, you get a little more stats to like help you as like a caddy, like almost a virtual caddy. Um, mm-hmm. It gives you like a plays like versus a uh, actual distance. So it factors in elevation, things like that. So that's kind of the the paid version versus the free version. So you can go either way. I mean, like like if, if you kind of want help, like you play a lot of courses that you don't play all the time, then um, you know, it might be worth it because it's, you know, a ten dollar per month subscription to this um is better than a eighty dollar caddy per round. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you never know, right? But um yeah, it's I think that's the difference between paid and free. And
2: Jared too, I think it was because I was looking at it um every hole to enter my score as I went. So as I got to the T box it realized with the GPS where I was and so it was kind of giving me that statistic as I was standing there. So that might've been part of it. Cause I entered as I went. Did you
1: find, did you ever double check with your laser on the yardage? Was it pretty close?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty close within, yeah. Within plus or minus five yards. You know, I still use my yards. laser. Yeah. yeah. I still might use my laser all the time, but yeah, I could see I where left, you're uh, trying to speed through and you have that and it's just go for it.
1: I left my laser on some hole back at Old Greenwood last summer, so I'm looking for the reliable app. My laser's riding in somebody's cart right now. Well, I think what we're going to do is we're going to open up a tournament for some listeners. And what we'll do, I'm going to post it out there for you guys when we get that all set up. Probably for the month of May is what we're looking at, everyone. So, we'll do a fun tournament. It's free t-shirt time. You know, we'll pick some guys that play in this or girls if you want to throw a score in. And we'll just throw some random t-shirts out to you guys for playing along because it's fun. And if you're bored at work and one of us is playing, hey, you can pick it up and watch us score. Uh, I think the next mm-hmm. level up, guys, we'll just go to Twitch, and we'll just broadcast our <laughs> round on Twitch, the video feed.
0: There you go. That's, that, that's where the mental game comes in, is everybody's watching you.
1: Yeah, all the comments that pour in during your round. They would have mm-hmm. seen me definitely send one into Out of Bounds last weekend. That would have been yeah. great for the comment feed. Sounds
2: like Reddit, but with video.
1: Oh, that's it. You're... Great point, Trevor. <laughs> Reddit with video, just constant <laughs> constant feed of comments of people hating my swing. <laughs> so, there was another golf app I was looking at and it was called GALF and G-A-L-F and it was kind of mm-hmm. like live scoring, but it wasn't on the, you know, I'm not an iPhone guy. I'm like the one guy, you know, that's not iPhone. So, it wasn't mm-hmm. on the Android store anymore. So, I couldn't get it to give a little comparison. But I wanted to ask, and maybe we'll get into this in the future, other apps, you know, are apps able to be used in tournaments if you're playing? Because I know there are some other cool apps that actually will help you with your read of the greens. And I want to check that out Hmm. to see how reliable those are too.
2: Yeah, I haven't found any that um, read greens, but I know I've used uh, Golf Genius before through some tournaments and that just kind of incorporates handicaps. That's for bigger tournaments, like on a member guest or something. That's been nice because you got live scoring when you've got, you know, 10 other groups in your flight that are out on the course, you can kind of see how you're doing mid round. So golf genius is another good one.
1: Golf genius I've used. And I think on that one, when you used it, they usually have somebody else verify your score too, right? Like normally you have, did they combine yeah, you they, with the Yeah. They
2: would have somebody else in your group. If you're like a two man team, the other team would actually take your score and, and enter it. Right, um, one time and then there have been others where you just kind of enter it yourself so it, I guess it kind of mm-hmm. depends on who the administrator is
1: yeah the last time I played with it they we it was a four solo guys in a group and so each of us was assigned a different random player and then we had to score for that player so that you knew all scores were verified at the end you had to go through the whole
2: process with the app it was
1: pretty cool great for
2: tournaments yeah cool it's nice to know live stats I mean we didn't grow up we didn't grow up playing golf but if you know if we did we'd be you know, we wouldn't be anywhere near having a golf genius back in the nineties. No, <laughs> no
1: you'd be at like, Jared, is that a three or an eight? And I'd be like, well, yeah. what do you want it to be? <laughs> yeah.
0: And let me, let me erase that a little bit. That's a three. Please. Yeah. I mean, GPS, like when we were coming out of college, GPS might've been used for in-car directions, but that was pretty fancy. <laughs> that was you know, pretty pretty well well to do if you had a GPS in your car at that point. A
1: GPS was printed directions off of MapQuest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Yahoo maps, right? <laughs> yeah. If you got off the path, you were screwed. Yeah. Oh, you're like, wait a minute, I got to get back to my line here that I printed. Get me back to there, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, this struggle was real. Uh, another, in other news, Brian, we want to talk about some putting. So you brought up the yes. question earlier. Uh, what is the question you have for us on putting?
0: Yeah, so some of the stuff I've been looking at and researching around putting and trying to get better at putting, um, I read a book, um, it's called The Secret Art of Putting, um, so I recommend it to anybody out there. And one of the big kind of, I wouldn't call it a debate, maybe it's just a difference in opinion, is what is more important to a putt, line or pace? So is it the speed of the ball or is it the actual line that, that you need to, that you think you need to hit based on the slope of the greens? mm
1: Ooh, Trevor, take this one, and when you teach your
2: girls, what do you focus on? Uh, I, well, I tell them C, it's all of the above. Um, right. But uh, <laughs> no, if I, I mean, I would say line, right? I mean, um, I guess it's hard to pick one or the other. Uh, I guess I feel I distance. feel distance. You feel distance?
1: Yeah, but again, I'm, I'm yeah. the worst of the three of us, so I'm the guy that's going to send it 15 foot past on a 10 foot putt.
2: I'm just thinking of a big bender, a big slider, you know, you're going to have that slope that you can use as long as you have the line, you know, you can use the downhill portion of that um, if you got the line right. Um, But again, I mean, there's pace involved too. So I'd be curious to hear what the the debate was like um, in the book, Brian.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you a question. If you are hitting it like Jared and hit it 10 feet past, does that change the line? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that kind of answered it. It's kind of like it's pace determines the line. So pace is a lot more important than line. Um, you got to actually know what the lines could be kind of a, more of a, um, you know, scatter plot of, of what the lines could be, but you got to hit the right pace in order to hit the right line. So um, the, the book just goes into it in great detail and, and, and basically says, um, you know, the slower the putt, to be honest, the slower the pace that you hit it the bigger the hole gets. So if you crush a putt, like let's say you just crush it and it and it, it's salient, like it has to hit this small part of the hole in order to actually stay in the hole. But if you kind of lag it up there and let it fall into the hole, that hole is then inches bigger um, than if you crush the putt faster. So um, mm-hmm. pace is, is determined to kind of be the more important part, at least, you know, I kind of subscribe to that. (laughs) Other people think that reading the greens and kind of the line is a little bit more important. But I I think that how hard you hit the putt determines what the line is going to be.
1: I will say, and I think we think back to some of the interviews we've had, it's that we've heard this before where sometimes you can definitely overthink a putt. So if you just get up there and be athletic, and I know that sounds funny with a putter in your hand, but just be athletic and just hit what comes naturally to you. I know sometimes I, I've definitely put better with that method and and not out of a frustration or like a lack of concentration, but more of I've done this putt, this three foot putt a thousand times. I know this feel of this three foot putt. Don't overthink it.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, Jared, you asked me about how you teach kids and uh, you know, when they first started out, you know, they, they just thought the concept of golf was I got to get the ball in the hole. So they would line it up and they would just hit it, you know, towards the hole, not really <laughs> worrying about pace. And so they'd end up, you know, twice as far as they were when they started. So I started kind right. of challenging them. And then actually to drive, chip, and putt, they don't base it on whether or not you make the putt. They base it on how close it ends up to the hole. You know, there's increments out mm. from the center of the hole, based, and that's how your points determine. So I kind of challenge my kids just to make it in two. So instead of them trying to make the putt, I say, you know, just leave it close, right, and two putt. So I challenge them not just to make the putt, but just to have a two putt or, or less anywhere Um, from the green and that's, that's helped them tremendously in their putting.
0: Yeah. I I think that's, you know, not necessarily not trying to make it like you're always trying to make a putt, but at the same time, it's just like, you'd rather be, um, a little bit short and, um, kind of tap it in then scream by and, and be off the green <laughs> on some of these, these greens that we've, you know, that, that have severe slope and things like that. So I, I think pace is, is a huge thing to teach our kids um, when they're coming up. Cause you know, we always say start from the green out. So the first thing you're going to want to kind of teach them is, is the green and, and how hit that pace? And I, I think that's, um, that's a big difference between, between, you know, what we practice and, and what we actually use on the course, right? Like, I don't know do you guys, how much time do you spend on the putting green? When you guys were warming up or even practicing golf, oh.
2: I, I I actually start there first. Um, it's on the way to the the actual range. You have to get go past like the two putting greens before you get to the range. So I actually, will start there and just roll, you know, five to ten putts. And I don't go out that far. I only go like you know six to ten feet at the most, just to kind of get the speed for the day. So I actually do a fair amount, I guess, compared to I
1: average. have been spending a lot more lately. Because I fully recognize, and it was after our interview with uh, Pelly Golf, really, where he he exploited Mm -hmm. how bad my putting probably was. And so, (laughs) I've been spending a lot more time on the putting green, and he's right. I just need to continue to do that work. And I know that we're putting together a pretty pretty comprehensive program which will include some putting for that for golfers out there. Um I wanted to say I also saw a video from Mike Bender, uh Mike Bender Golf, you know, big name of course in the golf industry, go- golf world of instruction. And he points out Trevor along your note like he will show he has this video where he shows you that your line is very commonly off because you're actually aiming off while putting. That the whole depth of field and your field of view that if you've never been taught how to properly aim, he goes through this sequence where he like literally, I think he snaps a line or draws a string on the ground and and does it with uh, this amateur putter. And it's pretty eye-opening to see like, and it, and I think it's the same when you're in the tee box too a lot of times. And when you, you step back or someone tells you, hey, your aim is actually off. And he shows you on the putting green, we feel like you can see the hole and you can feel like you're aimed properly, but you're really, you really, you might be off just enough where you, you're just pulling those
2: putts right where you aimed it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all, I mean, that's all it is. Right. I mean, aim as, as Brian says, it's pace, but it's, it's, it's both, you know, if you, it's both, if you're it's aimed two feet left, you're never going to make that putt, you know, <laughs> if it's a straight putt. So
0: <laughs> I, I will say this though, like if you're aimed in the wrong direction, say you completely misread the green. But you somehow hit the putt in a right pace that makes it break in the right way, you can think your your aim is spot on, right? So I, I think I think that's that's something to kind of watch out for is, is like if consistently, so like let's say we go back to like robots hitting putts, right? Like there's been a lot of studies out there, like like what's more important, like path of the club or getting a square, you know, putter face. And the the path of the club doesn't matter um, as long as the putter face is square and you're hitting it straight. That's kind of what like robots and all that kind of stuff. So like as amateur golfers, our swing is not perfect. It's not like a robot. <laughs> and so like our path kind of gets offline, our club face gets, you know, hit this way or that way. So you could be lined up perfectly for that putt and that pace. And then your club face gets off just a little bit and you miss it. Or you could be misaligned and your club face somehow gets back (laughs) into the perfect line and you hit, you hit the putt. So, um, yeah, it's like putting is the shortest stroke, but it like, it's almost the hardest to, to get good at. Right.
1: Just be athletic,
2: just (laughs) be an athletic dad on the course and the putting green. Yeah, it's really hard when you're carrying your six-month-old, too, in your hands to putt and get that putter face <laughs> yeah. Square. yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Jared's going to find that out real soon again here the next uh, Oh, my gosh. So we're going to go – A couple months. What did you call it? It's the tunnel. It's Right? What did you call yeah, it when you're going in? Yeah, so it's – uh I don't know if it's the tunnel, but it's basically the perfect zone. I mean, when you've got – a wife that's pregnant with your second and a young child—I mean, basically, I don't know. Not all kids, not all wives are like this, and I'm going to get in trouble, I think, from a few. But no, no, my good haircut. My, my, good my, good haircut. my wife uh, was happy to kind of hang at home the last trimester, so I, I abused it, and I went out and I played a lot of golf that that last three or four months it's, before the second arrived.
1: I I think it's beyond the ninety days window when I can start really reserving a lot of tee times. But uh, when that comes closer, I'll, I'll be booking tea times and just, oh, I got a tea time. You yeah. Know, I got yeah. it, got it, got it set. <laughs> no, but you said the tunnel is when you have both kids out and then you're just, you can't, you can't
2: get on the course. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's the other end of it. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, um, you just can't get a, a full round or even seven holes of playing your own ball. I mean, you're, you're managing kids and chaos and it's just, it's not what you expected when you started the game. You know, you never you saw yourself.
1: Yeah. You need this app. 18 birdies needs to have a function for dads where you have a GPS on your kids and you you just let them go play. <laughs> yeah. And on the course, you can see where they are. Like they're on the 12, one's on the 12th hole, one's on the 16th hole. They're still on the course. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> There's, they're not in the ponds. They're not, they might be in the sand. That's okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I, I always just look at it too. Like, you know, I, I know I'm going to get you know, Trevor time out there, but like, The more time I put in now when they're young, the more, the the earlier they'll get comfortable with it. And then it's just easier on me. So if I can just like commit a set amount of days, months, years, I know it's gonna pay off at some point. I'm not there yet, but I'll get there.
1: Well, you'll get the years down the road of golf with them, get them interested. And as we've talked about many times and Brian's doing the same thing, get your kids interested. And when we're 65, 70, trying to
0: shoot our age, they'll be right there with us. Yep, beating us badly. That's it. Cool. So so yeah. what do you think, guys? Next week, uh, let's talk about some chipping drills we can do. What do you think? Perfect. Yeah.
2: I like Jared's. Well, he, set one, he set one up early, a long time ago where he set out the extra irons in his bag and, and kind of like three-yard increments and tried to chip. The ladder drill. The ladder yeah, drill. Yeah, we can talk about That's...
1: the ladder drill. Come back to that. Um, and hear about what Brian's doing to hit that 79 because I know we have a lot of guys out there that want to hit that.
0: Boom. All right, guys, I'm going to go out tomorrow, you know, off of the high of the 79 and it'll probably be a 90 or a 100. We'll see. But um, we're going to see if I can keep it consistent. I'll let you guys know. Yeah. Well, you went 80
1: before. Yeah. 80 before and then 79. So, I think you're on a pretty good track right now. So, no expectations, Brian. Remember, go go take (laughs) some time to clear your expectations and just breathe take some deep breath just breathe just breathe (laughs) just breathe well i hope you've had this is the time away from kids for all of you get a time away from the course away from the kids that's it for this week let's get some golf in be on the lookout for our tournament we're going to set up it's fun it's free we're going to use 18 birdies to do that maybe they even end up sponsoring us off this episode and we're going to roll out some more tournaments so we'll see you guys next thursday